Well, obviously it will be different for different individuals, but it's what we envision is something built around CrossFit. Your, your regular CrossFit schedule, for me it's the five weekdays, others three on and then mm-hmm. day off and then two. Um, and then you're going to have to add in training for the areas where you need training. So for me, there's going to be four days a week of extra cardio. Uh, for others, it might be four days a week of weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Uh, for other people, I've noticed weightlifting is a real uh, area they're going to have to train hard in to build up. Then for the endurance-related things, the, the bike, the hike, uh, the 5K. So I, I would recommend one of the weekend days just do that. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. Today, I have John Friedman joining me on the podcast. He's sharing about the 50 for 50 program. He turns 50 this summer, and you're going to enjoy just hearing how he came up with it and all the details about it. Enjoy. Well, Charlie, thanks for having me on this podcast. I'm John Friedman. I'm uh, 49, going on 50 this year, and uh Talking about the 50 for 50 challenge. Yeah, no. So when's your official birthday, your 50-year-old birthday? Uh, I'll tell you, but you got to agree not to tell anybody else. Okay, we'll keep it confidential. (laughs) (laughs) It's August 4th. Okay, August 4th. And the the focus of the podcast today is for this 50 for 50, um, we'll call it challenge. Is that appropriate? Yeah. And when did this idea come up? Because I've heard you talking about it for a while now. Yeah, it really came uh, last fall from some discussions in the gym. Uh, like, like a lot of us, we were looking for challenges, looking for a new uh, motivation. Started talking about the usual suspects, triathlon, that kind of thing. And it, it led us to a discussion going back to the basics. You know, what are our real goals? What, is, what, is, uh, what does it mean to be fit? And then especially, what does it mean to be fit at age 50? And, uh, you know, that was with uh, Brian Fisher and uh, other guys, and guys my age, older, younger. And that, that's, that's where this emerged from. And so <clears throat> August 4th, you'll turn 50. The program consists of multiple tests. Correct. Multiple physical tests. Benchmarks. Benchmarks. Right. Um, could you give us a brief overview of the tests and what areas specifically you wanted to test in yeah for sure well what we did is when we were um brainstorming we started with that question you know what is fitness and obviously that's been answered or that's been addressed there's that classic uh, crossfit article by greg glassman and lots of other resources and from that we created our broad categories strength cardiovascular endurance flexibility and body composition so once we had that, then we arbitrarily assigned 50 benchmarks because it fits our theme. You know, guys in, in, in their 50s or around 50. 50 is arbitrary. You could have picked 30. You could have picked 70. It's limitless. Turns out 50 benchmarks leads to a pretty, pretty broad and pretty solid list of uh, varied uh, benchmarks. So uh, then we added in some CrossFit because uh, CrossFit measures across those modalities. It has strength. It has cardiovascular endurance it actually has more than those benchmarks uh, other things stamina and balance and coordination and plus it's a crossfit centric uh, process right it was yeah. started here in the gym and we want to keep it that way so in addition to those general areas we added in about nine or ten uh, crossfit benchmarks 
um, because it's fun and because it addresses uh, what we're after. What percentage of the 50 tests would you say are CrossFit? Well, I'm looking at the list right now, and of the 50, there's 10 okay. pure, pure CrossFit tests. Pure CrossFit workouts, Angie, Diane, Fight Gone Bad. You know, we picked ones that are very uh, broad, that test a lot of domains. Um, and then there are a couple CrossFit-related things that are mo uh, more of a pure test, like burpees and uh, double-unders, for example. Which would not be of those 10. or would... Correct. Those are additional. Okay. Right. So then you've got about 20% in, in the traditional benchmark CrossFit workouts. Correct. What would you say the other 80% is made up of? Well, there's 14 of what we consider pure strength benchmarks. And that spans everything from bench press to core work like sit-ups and pull-ups, things of that nature. Uh, there's 10 what we call pure cardiovascular endurance. Things like uh, a run a mile in less than 8 minutes uh, to things as... Uh, more pure endurance, like um, a hike with a 50-pound pack, 10 miles within three and a half hours. I'll tell you later how we kind of came up with yeah. these. But uh, that's a big category is the cardiovascular. There's about eight flexibility benchmarks. That's actually that was the hardest one to come up with metrics to test, you know, measurables for flexibility. That was actually the trickiest. Um, and then body composition is simple. That's just one. That's yeah. just your uh, body fat percentage. So, you know, you mentioned the mile in eight minutes, right? So the interesting thing is, you know, uh, being a huge fan of CrossFit, I, I love the CrossFit games. And you're, this 50 for 50 actually almost has this like, hey, we, we expect this standard Right. There's an eight minute component here as opposed to just saying, hey, guys, we're going to take all these guys and we're going to run a mile and just see where you end up. You've almost created um, a, a, a standard right, of fitness. It would be the equivalent of the CrossFit game saying, hey, here's this workout. And basically the time we expect is six minutes. You know, and, and Correct. so how did you come up with that formula as opposed to just, uh, hey, let's take all these random guys and let them test and whatever they fall, they fall and we either place or how do you create with create a standard for, for that? Well, that's a good question. So what we did is after we had identified our, our broad categories, strength, endurance, flexibility, etc., then we identified the specific benchmarks, which that was a weeding process. You know, what, what's pure strength tests or do you want to measure what pure cardiovascular tests? And we came up with what we thought was a broad and appropriate way to test those. Then we had to decide. We set basically the 90th percentile for a 50-year-old man as being our metric for fitness. You know, going back to the question of what does it mean to be fit, we decided here's the 50 metrics, and you need to be 90th percentile for a 50-year-old man in all of these metrics to be what we were considering fit to define fitness. A couple caveats to that. Number one is we didn't think it was realistic, particularly for people in our age group, to get all 50. Because everyone's got an injury or a limitation, whether it's chronic or acute. Um, so we set it at 45 out of 50 for a measure of success. Now, I mean, it's totally arbitrary. You don't get a trophy at the end. It doesn't really <laughs> matter. But 
45 out of 50 seemed uh, reasonable. And then for each metric, we're shooting for the 90th percentile for a 50-year-old man. But uh, finding out what the 90th percentile is for any given metric is tricky. And that's where a lot of uh, research had to get put in. Because, for example, if you look up um, a 5K time for a 50-year-old man and you're trying to figure out what's 90th percentile, you'll find a lot of data. Mm -hmm. But almost all that data comes from people in races. So it's runners. It's, it's 50-year-old men that are entering 5K races. So the numbers are skewed towards runners. They're not reflective of the whole population of 50-year-olds. You, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So the 90th percentile, if you look at that kind of data, is way too high. That benchmark is not, a, not really realistic. So you have to then filter it down. A lot of the data comes from the military, if you can believe it. So the military has a more broad idea of what the average man in an age group can do because they have screening and assessment. And some of our benchmarks come right from military screening, Army Ranger screening or SEAL screening. And there's more benchmarks there for what a 90th percentile would be. For CrossFit, I mean, it's guesswork. Uh, yeah. There's not really a 90th percentile Fran time for a 50-year-old. So that took a lot of um, more subjective assessment. I mean, you reviewed these. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the other coaches did. Other friends of mine who were in, in CrossFit in, uh, across the country. It was a lot of uh, back and forth. What do you think of this? What's your PR? You know, we have a super athlete who's 50. If we know their PR and the Diane is X, then we know we have to set it lower than that. If that yes, helps. and and because obviously the the gym is so cross, we're a CrossFit gym. How did the ten events get picked? Because I think there's so much that could have been done in a CrossFit, but I I, I think you know I think you picked some great events, and so right. how did you come up with that? Those ten. Oh, like if you were to just look up what are the 20 benchmark CrossFit workouts, what are the absolute benchmarks, um, you'd get a, there's basically 20. and there, There's not 50. Mm -hmm. And then from there, there's a couple you can eliminate. They're super specific. Um, and then we just kind of narrowed it down. But then tweaking them was hard. So for an example, um, uh, some of them both you and other people felt was just not achievable if we went with the pure RX of that. So like Diane, for example, instead of 225 deadlift, we turned it to 185 because that's just a lot of heavy deadlifts um, mm -hmm. trying to be more um, real achievable because uh, mm -hmm. if it's not achievable, it's not going to be fun. Right. So that's an example where we tweaked it a little. And as you mentioned, unlike a typical CrossFit workout, we did set a time that you're shooting for and we tried to set those times to be Achievable. They have to be hard because, of course, mm -hmm. the goal here is to increase our fitness. It has to be challenging. And if we could do it tomorrow, you know, then it wouldn't achieve that goal. But it also has to be doable. So take um, the hiking event as an example. Obviously, you're no stranger to that. Um, most people are not familiar with even anything to do with hiking, right? So they look right. at a 10-mile hike with a, you know, a weighted bag. And they don't even know like how, where to start. So let, let's just pretend I'm considering this 50 for 50. Because I think this interview should encourage some people listening. Like, hey, let me jump in on this. And we'll talk about how to get involved if you're listening and you're wanting to do that. But I, you know, I hear that and I'm like, okay, 
where do I hike 10 miles? Oh, okay. <laughs> it, you know, like location, right? I mean, I live in College Station. Um, right. Maybe it's somewhere, in, you know, at a park or maybe in, you know, Lake Bryan. But what am I carrying mm-hmm. and how do I prepare? Do I just go out there and try it and see where I am? And then, right. so give me that. Let's unpack that event. Because CrossFit, let's be honest, just keep coming to the gym. You're going to get better at CrossFit. But hiking, for most people, they're not very familiar with it. Yeah, well, that's a good point. There are a few things on here that I think are going to be out of your comfort zone. There are a few things on here out of Which my comfort totally zone. Which is totally okay. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing. Right. was one of the goals. But with respect to the um, hiking, we have, we have three that I think you would consider more outside the box compared to what you're used to for CrossFit and cardiovascular endurance. And that's that 10-mile hike with a 50-pound pack in a certain amount of time. And then there's two Stairmaster uh, events. And the reason is that benchmarks, I should say. The Stairmaster is the best mimic of hiking up a mountain. Not mountain climbing with harnesses, but uh, your typical hiking or backpacking activity where you're gaining elevation. A treadmill cannot mimic the type of elevation climbing that, that you would do. And so that our Stairmaster uh, events, there's one which is long with a pack with a 3,000-foot gain, and then there's a shorter one at a 1,000-foot gain. And so for those, uh, you're right. Um, many people don't have any experience with that. I would, the number one issue, quite honestly, is footwear. Hmm. Uh, you often can't do this kind of thing in tennis shoes or your typical shoes because the weight of the pack and the distance brings out uh, weaknesses in your feet. You, you may be able to do it if you really built up very slowly. I mean, over time, you could do it barefooted if you, that was your goal. But most times, you're going to need a more robust uh, f- hiking boot or a foot a trail runner at least. Even on a Stairmaster? Well, at first 3,000 feet over three hours with a 50-pound pack, yeah. Wow. Yeah, for most people. And now, now, help me understand. The Stairmaster, I know, I mean, I was at the Aguilant Fitness Dome for three years. They had yeah. the one that is like continuing steps, like almost like walking up a never-ending staircase. And then they have the one that is just almost like an up and down. Right. So the the one that's just up and down where you actually never lift your feet off of Got anything it. is called a stair stepper. Got it. And that does not mimic what it means to hike up a, a mountain. It has to be the the stair tread the so the never ending staircase correct right right. it looks like an escalator oh i used to man i used to rock that thing i don't know how many actual feet or i I would do 25 30 minutes and just be drenched well it'll show you the feet uh, on there as a metric and uh, so how long three hours on that well there's two there's three thousand feet in three hours with a 50 pound pack that'll be plenty challenging and then there's what's more considered a sprint which is a thousand feet in 30 minutes with, wow. which is unweighted and both are hard and so the footwear it, it happens to be a very important yeah particularly for the hiking good so that's number one uh, number two is uh, you'll need a decent pack and you have to weight it and that's actually kind of harder than you would think if you just put like 225 pound dumbbells in there it won't work they'll be all the weight will be at the bottom and they'll flop out to the side and it, it'll kill your hips for most backpacks you actually have to fill the whole pack to get it to fit right, so you have to you have to distribute the weight and like make a it, go ruck back backpack or whatever or it, weighted vest or not. Well, backpack was the idea. Okay, backpack was the idea. Again, it's 
it's stolen from uh, military fitness. Got it. But, of course, a hidden goal is for those of us who like backpacking. It's good training for that. Yeah. But, no, it has to be a backpack. What backpack you have doesn't matter except if it's a terrible backpack, it's not going to be comfortable. And I could see that that being a, a phenomenal like test of fitness because it's so different from anything that people do. You know, it's like right. go out and run a mile. Got it. You know, Diane got it. You know, uh, hike for three hours on a on a machine. That's a whole nother. It is level, it's, but it's important. Yeah. Uh, it's an important aspect of fitness. It's not something we focus on at CrossFit, but it's a different. So when you train for your big trips, do you do you, do you do that? Absolutely. Yeah, mm. CrossFit by itself, great core fitness, but it's not specific enough for a long 10-mile backpacking day because you yeah. have different uh, muscles and joints. you got to acclimate to that kind of stress. Your feet are number one, but other joints as well. And then the 10-mile, uh, I guess, would be not on that machine? So 10 miles on a machine is boring. However, if it's during the Super Bowl or during a three-hour football game, it's not as boring. Uh, so you can do it on a treadmill. I have many times, as long as you have entertainment. Uh-huh. And uh, there's way more ways to get in 10 miles than as soon as you go looking for it, you can find it. You've probably tried to do long bikes and long runs, and you yeah. can find fun ways of doing it. There's a the Lick Creek Greenway, which now goes all the way from Cypress Grove Middle School all the way to Lick Creek Park and around it and back. Uh, I mean, the total length of that there and back has got to be 14 miles, right? Seven miles yeah, each yeah. way, I think. Uh, so that's an example. Like I could walk from my house in Indian Lakes to campus, walk around campus, walk back. That's so a, it's just that's a, a 10 day. mile hike, yeah. essentially walk. Yeah. With drive, a back, drive to Austin, with a back. hike the yeah. Greenway, that kind of thing. And so, you know, is this something, let's just say, you know, I'm not eligible. I'm about to be 38. So <laughs> uh, not asking for myself, but if I, but if I was 49, you know, if I was 50, I'd for sure jump on this. But I'm listening to that, and you know, I'm kind of the person who'd be like, I, I don't even know if I would train for that. I'd probably just like on testing day, just show up and see what happens. Is that a bad idea? Uh, it depends on the individual. <laughs> it depends on the. I mean, you, it'll hurt. Yeah. But you might save yourself uh, some training. We all have our strengths and weaknesses, right? So there's some things, even uh, some of the guys can just show up for, and they'll be able to nail them. Uh, there's other things that, like for me, the cardio. I mean, I have to tra- I'm going to have to train for six months if I want to have a chance of hitting the cardio. So you, you have to look at the list, identify your weaknesses, and focus on it that so way. So let's, let's transition into that component, which is the training for 50 events. So there's only, you know, 24 hours in a day, right? <laughs> seven days in a week. There's 50, I mean, 50 different tests. You know, how do you, and in, in, I saw your training program and that's available, right? To people who yeah, want to, who want to participate, you'd be willing to send them the training program. Well, on the document that we forwarded to everyone in CrossFit, it's yeah. got not only the benchmarks, but if you keep going down, there's a potential training schedule. And then there's the actual schedule of how we're going to test this. Uh, right july and august in the summer and so tell me a little bit about the actual training regimen yeah leading up to this uh summer which is when testing happens well obviously it'll be different for different individuals but it's what we, we envision is something built around crossfit your your regular crossfit schedule for me it's the five weekdays others three on and then mm-hmm. day off and then two 
Um, and then you're going to have to add in training for the areas where you need training. So for me, there's going to be four days a week of extra cardio. Uh, for others, it might be four days a week of weightlifting. Mm -hmm. uh, for other people, I've noticed weightlifting is a real uh, area they're going to have to train hard in to build up. Then for the endurance-related things, the, the bike, the hike, uh, the 5K, that's not something you can train multiple times in a week associated with CrossFit. You'll overdo it. So I, I would recommend one of the weekend days just do that. Mm -hmm. For me, I plan to do it on Saturday uh, with nothing else that day. And, I, you know, I, I lift uh, outside the gym two days a week. Uh, other guys are going to have to do four days a week if they want to accomplish Yeah, that. so it sounds like you really just can't get behind well, I mean, it depends if <laughs> it depends. You know, if you're uh, if you're a freak of nature like Rick Alford, yeah, you're gonna just show up when we test these things, and you're gonna get 45 out of 50. He's no been problem. training for a decade for this. Yeah, yeah he has been right. That's okay, true. that's true. And, you know, I did a similar thing uh, a couple years back. It was a ton of fun. Uh, it was probably about 18 guys. Majority of them worked at the same company, and we did kind of a weekend event competition. Uh -huh. Uh, strength, conditioning, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of like sport like uh, events like vertical jump, uh, shuttle run, 40 yard dash, but uh -huh. then, you know, a couple of strength components. So we did and we did a body fat percentage and it was about 12 weeks in the testing. Right. So okay. the events happened the weekend of and the body fat was because you tested before and after the, it was weighted where the body fat actually carried a higher percentage than all of the combined tests gotcha in this 50 50 the body fat percentage is one event of 50 is there any particular events whether it's body fat percentage or anything that carries more weight than the others or is it no okay no and that's an excellent point because body composition, an important area of fitness, we're only measuring with one metric. Right. But no, we didn't okay. uh, Just curious. that way. And then is there, I know we're not winning anything, like it's yeah. more of just accomplishment. Is there, so if, if I'm, let's say, just signed up at the gym, I'm completely brand new to College Station CrossFit and working out. But this, in, this sounds interesting, but like there's no way I'm going to run a mile in eight minutes. There's no way I can hike, you know, in three hours. There's no way I can do Fran or Diane. You know what I mean? Right. Is it kind of a anybody is welcome to participate and just give it their best, or is there like you got to meet a certain standard to to participate? Oh, I'm sure everybody's welcome to participate. Honestly, <laughs> we haven't. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine we wouldn't welcome anybody's yeah. participation. Um. And, you know, we, we do plan testing this uh, in, in the summer. I'm putting testing in quotes, you know, yeah. but trying to achieve these benchmarks in the summer. Seeing if it's even possible. <laughs> well, no, we'll be no. seeing if it's possible yeah. as we're training. You know, gotcha. we'll do test runs. But gotcha. the goal is to achieve this this summer. And that's an interesting aspect of it is how do you measure if you can achieve this? Because you might think, well, if you could do this over the course of a year, but that's actually not what we're after. We're after being able to have all of this at the same time. However, you can't test it all in a day, right? One, you can't do Angie and Diane on the same day, much less 48 other things. So we're going to test it over 50 days. So otherwise, you, you, you get a little warped. Like you could hit all your, 
your weightlifting goals the first month and then ignore them all year and shoot for your cardio goals. But is that fitness? Not really. Mm. What we're after is being able to do all of them at the same time. But since that's not practical, we'll spread it over 50 days. And Doing so, one test per day or? There's a schedule. It's more than one per day. Some are not as taxing as others. There's, I mean, there's um, a, a GHD sit-up benchmark, which you can do on the same day as let's say you're a bench press max mm-hmm. they, they don't hurt each other but you can't do a two pull-up heavy crossfit benchmarks in subsequent in consecutive days for example right so what is the start date of testing well that's an excellent question let me look it up here monday july 6 so okay. right after the july 4th yep. holiday and last day um, of testing and the, la- the proposed last day is sunday august 9th with Murph. Oh, nice. Um, I figured Murph would be a good close because yeah. you don't want to have to recover from that and do yeah. something else. But that leaves a few extra days for retesting certain benchmarks if you were close but failed. Oh, nice. Because that's not a full 50 days. That's what we're envisioning. I mean, it's uh, it, the time frame is suitable for a lot of time to train, but not so far away that you it's not tangible yep. too far away. The only negative is it's in the middle of the summer. So mm-hmm. it's going to be hot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that part, you know, that's a negative, but we'll work through it. Do Okay, so you finish te- testing in August, and then is that the end of the whole thing, or do you do, you do this again in the fall? Or? No, that, in theory, that's the challenge, you know, and uh, you accomplish it, you're done. Success, yeah. you move on to the next challenge. And, you know, let's just say I'm, I meet 90th percentile in – 25 events and then the other 25 i don't i mean is that just kind of good data for me to kind of see and hopefully improve in other areas yes i think and there's nothing stopping you from doing it again it's just we haven't organized a scheme for doing that yeah there's also nothing stopping someone from doing a 30 for 30 and changing the benchmarks to suit a 30 year old or a 70 year old it's just we haven't organized it around that yeah, and, and if I test, let's say July, let's say my bench press test is July 12th, can I continue testing that throughout the course of the challenge, or is it really better to leave that one alone and then only retest in the end at those extra days? The, the, the testing is so difficult, in, in my opinion, that it, you can't just throw in an extra thing unless it was something particularly non-taxing. And if it was that non-taxing, you probably would have knocked it out already. Mm-hmm. So really, you need to save it till the end. And even then, it might be kind of hard. You just did Murph on Sunday. Yeah. You know, are you going to be able to now meet, need a pull-up benchmark on Tuesday? I mean, it's going to be hard. What is the areas right now that you're, you said for you, cardio is kind of your big uh, weakness. What are the areas for you personally that you really think? For me personally, no question, cardio. And that'll come out on the pure cardio events and on the CrossFit workouts. Uh, this, the strength benchmarks, I, I can do a lot of them already. But the cardio will be, these they're things I may not have done since high school. Yeah. Uh, and so that'll be the hardest for me. I also mentioned a few things are out of my comfort zone, others' comfort zones. Well, one of that is yoga. Mm. So in, in, in an effort to measure flexibility, we envision three yoga poses and we're having one of cliff's instructors uh teach them to us and then maybe once a month once every three weeks we'll 
we'll train them uh, with the instructor and hopefully we'll achieve those yeah. as a measure of flexibility because there aren't that many objective ways to quantify flexibility. Would you say that the like overriding goal of this is really just to kind of get in the best shape into, into this 50th year of life? Yeah, the overriding goal is to increase fitness and have fun. Yeah. You know, we're just looking for a way to structure that. Yeah. That's the overriding goal. We don't have any ambition for it other than yeah. that. Yeah. And then um, you had, we sent an email out, and, and I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, did we send it out to like the 45 and up? Uh, probably. Or 45 to 50? So it is 50 and 50 or 50 for 50. So. The, the real age range we looked at was 45 to 55. Perfect. So when we were trying to assess 90th percentile, that was the age range. But there's such a wide diversity. Like I mentioned an example of someone in their 60s who could crush this, whereas it might be very challenging for others that are 40 or below. You know, so, it, so who is invited to participate? Anybody's invited. But again, uh, it was targeted at the 45 to 55 age range. Yeah. And, and so that's the, so if if I'm listening to this podcast and I think, man, this thing sounds really cool. I would love to see the events. I would love to get involved. Like, what do I do? Well, just probably email me. Yeah. And I'll put that uh, in the notes or okay. in the post. Yeah. Or or uh, also Julie, I'm sure, would for, yep. forward the right. uh, the plans. Uh, we're not it, it, there's no formality to it there's no it's no online registration no right there's no money involved <laughs> yeah. there's no trophy at the end we'd welcome anyone that wants to participate the more the merrier yeah and you know the amount of structure or time demand is really up to the individual most of the structured training is coming here to the gym to do crossfit everything yeah. else is mostly on your own but then we'll try during the year to uh, evaluate where we are yes uh, do some of these benchmark workouts do some of these runs, these hikes together, try to get a feel for where we are. So really between now and the beginning, you've got five months maybe of really solid training. Yeah, five and a half months. So it's it's you know, it's plenty of time, you know, even if you're you feel behind in a lot of areas, I mean, there's a lot you can do in five months. Should be. Yep. There should be, right? And so I mean and, and at the end of the day, man, if it just gets you working out more, right. It's a great plan to follow. Um, well, man, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Oh, thanks uh, for having me. I, I will include show notes uh, so that people can contact you. And uh, it's a great plan. We'll see how we uh, end up. Great. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for supporting it. Thanks, John. All right, Charlie. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast, where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.